Welcome back in to episode four of Hanging with Mookie Cooper. This is not Mookie Cooper. I'm Gabe DeArmon, publisher of PowerMizzou.com and your host here every single week. We'll get to our conversation this week with the Missouri sophomore wide receiver in just a minute. But as always, first want to let you guys know about our sponsor, the guys who are making this show possible, giving you a little bit of an inside look at Mizzou football with a guy who's there every single day, every week. That is the Bruning Law Firm in St. Louis. The Bruning Law Firm helps people who have been injured in an accident, started by a father and his two sons, all former Mizzou grads. They're going to treat you like family, helping you recover and get the compensation you deserve. The Burning Law Firm is your Missouri law firm, and if you need to get in touch with them, you can access their website at bruninglegal.com. That's B-R-U-N-I-N-G. You can get in touch with them by phone at 312-736-7643. But if you go to bruninglegal.com, you can do an online chat, get a little bit of a, a consultation, and really just get everything you need. Again, Burning Law Firm a personal injury firm. They're going to help you get the compensation you deserve. Huge Mizzou fans, big supporters of PowerMizzou.com and of this show as well, bringing it to you guys every single week and making this possible. And without any further delay, let's get to episode four. All right, we bring Mookie Cooper into the conversation now. Uh, Star of the show, Mookie, how's things going, man? Pretty good. Top of the morning right now. Uh, about to get into the same old thing, you know, same <laughs> old thing. Same, same classes, same workout, all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, so last week we talked about about kind of your first recruiting process. This this week, eventually, we're going to get to the second one. But um, the the whole idea of this is is we want to take everybody kind of through your your story and, and uh, your career as a football player. We've been doing that chronologically. So we're up to your freshman year at Ohio State, and um, I, I guess before we get into things, just you, you said last week like you had never been on an airplane before your first recruiting visit, so you're going to this this brand new place you visited. But tell me what it's like, man. Eighteen year old, go up there, and and your mom drops you off, and then hey, there you are, all of a sudden in uh, in this new place you never really been. See, it's like it's like my mom dropped me off, but. She still was there because for like the first month, she probably called me every day yeah. trying to just still check in if I need anything. Do I need her to make a trip down there? Um, so it was just like real. She was still there. So like, but when I first got there, I can say like, it was real good to just be away from parents. Like, you know, like when you first get to college, it's like, dang, I'm finally on my own. So like you happy you got that freedom. But it was a lot of adjusting. Like, it was a lot of, like, I ain't going to lie. I'm the youngest of four kids, right? So I never really had to do too much, like, because I had big brothers that did it or my mom would do it. Like, so it was a lot of stuff I had to learn as a man for myself since I had been to college or whatever. So it was like a real learning experience for me as well, just being on my own and having to actually do stuff for myself. But, um uh, I'm saying it was fun though when I first got there. It was fun. It, did you so? Did you move to campus in uh, in like June? Were you there early summer? Uh, I was an early enrollee, so I got there in okay. January. Okay, so you you get in right there and and taking classes and all that. You you go through spring football, I assume, or were mm -hmm. healthy? Yeah, I went through spring football. Um, 
I got winter workouts then spring football. Then we had summer, but while I was there, COVID kind of right. messed up everything. So like we didn't even we had one day of spring football while I was there at Ohio State, and then COVID shut everything down. So um, that didn't go totally how I didn't get the full experience. Then when we come back, is all these changes. So like I had a experience of a freshman year as a college kind of, but they were all telling me like you bro, you didn't even get to see how it really is. You didn't even get to see Columbus. Yeah, I, I kind of re realized that when I started looking at some things that, that you were up there during right in the middle of, of right after COVID hit. And I want to talk about that in a minute. But uh, so kids say all the time, like, you know, I get to college and you kind of don't realize the difference between high school and college as far as, as football goes. I mean, I, I know you didn't really go through everything right away, but was there anything that, that you got up there and you're like, oh, man, this is like this is a whole new world I'm in right now. No, the first workout, like the first, yeah. we literally had, it felt like the we had a warm up that was like 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. It felt like that was the whole workout, bro. And I tell you, like, we was so tired. All the crew was like, so tired. We like, what? We still, this just the warm up. So like, for the most part, really like that first hit my face was the workout. Like the intensity of it, like how much focus the detail you had to do, like on a workout just on like, starting your foot behind the line or if it's on the line like this small stuff like that like to cost you a whole nother rep a whole nother set to start over something like that but just the intensity and the, and the amount of detail you got to focus on was really like the biggest change from high school to college do, do the older guys kind of after those first couple workouts tell you don't worry man i was i was the same way yeah, they, they say they kind of at the end, but during the workout, they was ripping us. Like, they was letting yeah. us know, like, they don't care about you a freshman. They don't care about none of that. Like, you got to come here and work, pay attention, and they going to hold you to that same standard, you know? Yeah. So you get up there, you've been there for a couple months, and then all of a sudden it's, it's you know, the middle of March and the whole world stops. So what's it like being a college kid up there? And all of a sudden, I mean, can you even, are you guys having classes or you just, you got to stay in your dorm? What was everything like up there? See, honestly, we had first, when COVID first hit after the first spring ball, they sent us home. So like I was at home in St. Louis for like maybe um, two months, a month and a half. Whenever it hit, I don't remember exactly when it hit, but I know we had got back to campus like early June or something like that. Okay. So we was at home for a while. They sent us like with a home workout car and things to follow as far as to stay in shape. But I ain't gonna lie, like I had just got to college, hated the workout. So like when COVID hit, I was working out some, but like, was I really just following the whole thing? Cause I'm figuring like, okay, this COVID thing gonna take a while. Like we at home for a while, you know, I kind of got used to, I was kicking it with my high school friends. So like, it kind of wasn't, all the way I wasn't all the way where I needed to be as far as being disciplined with the workouts but it was like um yeah COVID just made it like a, a stretched out break kind of because then it just everything was kind of virtual school kind of stopped for a while everything just it was like a too much free time kind of honestly too much free time so I, I remember that whole summer was was just kind of a, a fight every day about Hey, nobody even knows if they're going to play football this year, right? Uh, I mean, now, look, I, I, I kind of knew at that point, I'm covering the SEC. There is zero chance the SEC is not having football. Like, the SEC <laughs> is always going to have football. But you guys are up there in the Big Ten, and, like, they actually came out. They, 
they said, hey, we're not playing. I mean, what's it like being on the side of that where you've got absolutely no input into this? You're just waiting to hear from your coaches. Hey, we're going to play. We're not going to play. What's going to happen? I ain't gonna lie, it was crazy up in Columbus. Like um, when they was making that decision, you know, every day it was kind of like we was waiting to hear a new response on if we're gonna play, if we're not. And then, you know, me coming the younger guys, we're kind of quiet about it, like we wanted to play, but it really impacted more of the older guys who um had dreams of leaving out for the draft that year and had some big expectations for themselves. So like guys, you would see guys actually ball was guys was actually crying, like once they said that we couldn't have the season and that. Everything was postponed because, like, you know, everybody, it's that year for a lot of people. Everybody want to make their dreams come true or whatever. So um, it had really hit us hard there. And it was really just like a um, a moment where you just didn't know what could, what will happen next. Like, that's how COVID was. You just never knew what was going to happen next. So, um, yeah. So you were saying when you went home, like, you're maybe not doing the workouts as, as intense as, as you would if you were up there. Is the same thing happening? Like, when they come and tell you guys, hey, we're not having a season, does everybody just kind of check out? I mean, did that, like, impact you guys once once the season started because a lot of guys had maybe checked out during the summer? I mean, I, I probably, I'm not going to too much speak for others, but, like, I know just being around college football, like, maybe some a lot of guys did probably, I don't say just check out completely, but since we're not having a season, okay, let me take a step back. Let me, some guys probably didn't want to touch a ball, do nothing for a week, like just sit there and not do nothing. Um, but for a lot of guys, it could have motivated them to just train harder, keep going wild in this off time. Like for the ones that know that they have a chance of leaving that year, they want to stay in shape, stay on top of it or whatever. But um, yeah. So I know when you're a, a, a national recruit, like every every single player thinks, hey, I'm just going to step right in. I'm going to start. Uh, this this is how it's always been. I've always been the best player. So when you when you got up to Columbus, kind of what were your expectations for your first year? And then how soon did you kind of think, all right, maybe maybe I need a minute to get adjusted to what this is? Shoot. I ain't going to lie. Like, after the first workouts, like, I knew I had to make some adjustments. Like, because – and a lot, I was dead. Like, I would be dead after the first workouts because, like, I didn't play my senior year. So, like, I had gained, like, maybe, like, five, seven pounds my senior year away from football. Like, I would train a little bit, but, like, it wasn't no every day where I'm just grinding three hours, two and a half hour practices, sweating super hard every day. Like, no. So, like, I gained some weight there. So, once I got there, it was already a little bit hard on myself because I got this new weight. My back used to be hurting a lot because I, I was just heavier than what I normally was. And I had to lose all that weight. So like, if you see a picture of me when I first got there, I was a little heavier than what I am now or whatever. But um, yeah, like, and then once you get there and you just seeing all these kind of like, those were some grown men up there. I would say like, I was, I was 17 when I first got there and I turned 18 in January, but um, there was a real grown man. So I kind of, I didn't expect to really start once I got there, maybe like in my recruitment process, like, how everything was sold or whatever. I haven't had an idea, but when I got there, like, I didn't think I was just going to start out the gate right there, like, after being there and seeing, like, the intensity of the building, how everything just was where I didn't think I would just start out the gate. Yeah, I mean, it, it is that hard going from, again, the guy that's been the best player on most teams you've ever been on you were talking about scoring 30 touchdowns as an eight-year-old and and now having to wait your turn just what's that do to you mentally is that is that tough 
I mean, I ain't gonna lie. That's 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 tough as hell. It's like, you know, during the season, like before the season started, you know, you kind of working and everything is cool. So like, if you're not going with the ones, you're not too much. So you feel some type of way, but it didn't affect me as much as it did during the season. So like, during the season, like, it's like every game. I didn't I didn't play one snap at Ohio State. So it was like every game. It's just like. This is no hating. Like, I got some real good friends there. But it's just like, I never seen myself as too much of a, just strictly like a cheerleader. Like, I would just literally sit on the sidelines, just clap the whole game. Clean uniform. Like, it just was so, like, crazy to me. Like, I just never could, you know, like, I had times where, like, I would be at my lowest. And I ain't gonna lie, I, I honestly told my mom before, like, I just wanted to stop playing football because it was like, we practiced so hard. It was so it was so demanding up there. And it was like, I just don't get like how I can't play special teams or go tackle somebody or something. I'm like, I don't get how I can't do nothing. So like it made me at times like I where I didn't even want to play. I didn't eventually I didn't even want to come out of my room up there. Like I didn't even want to be around people because it was just like, like, why am I even here? Like, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of got distant from a lot of people and, and it, it took a toll on me mentally real heavy. So, like, you know, I can't lie and sit up like everything is pieces and cream. But, like, not playing most definitely. Going from a star you think you are to just not even being able to do anything is, is a real humbling experience. Hey, you talked last week a little bit, too, about, you know, sometimes calling home and all that. So, I think a lot of times people, a lot of fans will look at you guys and they think, hey, grown men and you're out there and and you're on national tv doing all these things and and maybe the the whole idea that hey these are 18 year old kids that are going through some things just like regular people go through gets lost a little bit i mean so what was kind of your your low point just you know i mean just the mental health aspect of it is that something that 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 a lot of guys maybe deal with that we don't know about that, Hey, either I'm not playing as much or I got hurt and I can't, or I'm away from home. Is that just something that, that goes on with a lot of guys that maybe we don't know about? No, most definitely. I think there's a lot of guys, like when I first got there, um, not when I first got there, but when things started to take a toll on me, I ended up speaking with, I actually had a, a therapist. I ended up getting with like just someone I just get my thoughts out to because I'm a real like, uh, What's the word I want to call? Like I stay to myself a lot. I don't know a word I want to put. So like I don't really, yeah, intro. I don't let things out through. I won't tell nobody anything. Like you know, but I end up having to speak with her because it was just like help get things off my chest. And when she was, there's a lot of guys on the team that had went to her as well. Like that I didn't even know or whatever. But even guys that went through injuries, like you said, people have their own problems at home that can affect you so far away that you can't really do too much about. Like there's a lot of things that go into it as being just a D1 athlete away from your family or whatever. So uh, there's a lot of guys that still get into it now. Like when I first transferred to Mizzou, I still went in to go speak to someone when I first got here just to continue that that same thing going. But eventually as things got better, like I kind of got away from it. But even now to this day, uh, we have Scotta. She works in our sports psych thing. And I don't go every week, but we talk on a regular, like during the season, I used to go like uh, every week kind of, but ever since we've been back in one of workouts and it was kind of due because of my injury thing. Like we was kind of going or whatever, but now um, I don't talk to her that much, but she still checks in often. So I feel like a lot of guys go through it because knowing there's only 22 guys that could play on the field and there's a hundred guys on the team. I'm sure I'm not the only one 
I'm sure I'm not the only one who has these same type of problems, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and anybody watching, I mean, like if you take two things out of this, first of all, Hey man, they're football players. They run faster than we do and, and all that, but they, they, they deal with all the same things and, and there's no shame in any of that, which I think we've made a lot of strides in the last few years, like 10, 15 years ago, no way a football player is talking about, Hey, I'm going to see a counselor. Right. But you know, that's okay. Which is, which I think is great. So, so you're going through this year and, and Hey, Ohio state's in the, the national title race, like they usually are and all that, but you're not playing. So when you look back at, and I want to be clear, like none of this is meant to like talk bad about Ohio state. And you've said that good relationship that. Yeah. there, like that's not at all the point, but, but looking back, when did you kind of say, you know what, maybe, maybe this isn't the place for me. And, and ultimately when did you kind of make that decision? Hey, maybe I need to look for something else. Um, I could say like maybe, maybe like after like the fourth or fifth game, I kind of start getting like a feeling of like, I don't know if this is what I want to do or whatever, because, you know, like the first game, it was cool. Like I didn't trip, but like just sitting after there, once it started getting like, just sitting there for so long, the college game is so long if you're not playing, like it's just so long. So I just be sitting there thinking, um, so like the middle of the season is kind of when I start thinking about it. Then I had there was one strength and conditioning coach I was real cool with, um, who I would speak to him about on the side, like whenever I had to go lift weights, and we would talk about it here, try to give me advice or whatever. But I had finally made that decision during, um, like I was going to do it after we played Michigan State towards the end of the season, probably like week ten or something like that. And then after we played the um, Big Ten Championship versus Northwestern, is when I finally had made the decision, like yeah, I'm going to leave. Okay, we'll we'll get into the the next steps of that in a minute. But you said something interesting there. So, how much respect did you gain for like maybe some of these guys who come to college as a walk on and hey, they like they come in knowing probably they're not going to play a whole lot, you know, and and they still go through every single bit of of work and preparation and everything that all the other guys do. Did that give you a different perspective on hey, maybe some of these guys that come here and and, and aren't stars and don't see the field all the time? Um, see, yeah, like there are guys that do that and I totally get it, but it's like, see me, like, this is my honest way. I was thinking about it. Like the way my life is, the way my family set up is like, I just don't see myself. I don't have as much time mm -hmm. to wait for, okay. Maybe if I don't go as fast as I want, but I don't have the time to wait for the opportunity, at least to try and go for my family. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of guys. There are guys that leave in three years from Ohio State, but they have a lot of older guys that go there because you start to stick through the program for so long and then you wait blindly for your shot or whatever. Like, I just didn't have the time to be waiting for this is what I was trying to do. So, like, they're really what motivated because I got a lot of people, a whole bunch of people that's depending on me with, with this stuff. So, um, I just felt like it was the best business move for me and my family. So, that's what led to me make, actually making that decision. So when you do decide to leave, what's the number one is the number one thing just, Hey, I got to find a place. I, I feel like I can, can get on the field. I mean, you said out of high school, you didn't look at, at depth charts and stuff. Did when you made the decision to leave, did you start doing more of that research the second time around? Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I did that. But honestly, when I first knew like for sure, I wanted to play in the SEC. Um, I just felt like, I don't want to like take this the wrong way or anything, but I just felt like, the SEC has a lot more guys and players 
that come from, I feel like, that I can relate to, that come from similar type backgrounds. I can say that. Like, I feel like the SEC is a lot more savagey. I'm just going to say it like that. Like, there's a lot more... You know, like I just feel like it's a lot more guys like me that come from that come from my same type of situation that can relate. So I knew I wanted to be in the SEC, and it really had just came down to like Florida, Georgia, and Missouri. Okay, that was my that was what it came down to. Did you did you talk to to coaches at those other two places too? Then yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what was what was ultimately the the thing that's like that that made Mizzou went out there? My family, bro. Like. I knew my mom, I knew my mom would come to Georgia, Florida games. Like, that's it. She'll find a way to make sure she at the game. But, like, she my all for show. But, like, it's it's just a difference. Like, after I could leave the game, I, I didn't even play for real at Mizzou. Like, I, I could have not even played, could have even had not dressed out. But I could still have 10, 15 family members super happy just to see me walk off a college field. Like, all just super happy. You know, like, it's just way different having a whole support system that's really out there not just sending text messages like that's really out there watching you. You didn't even play, but they still happy, still turn, you know, like it's just a big difference. So just having my family be able to be around and then just being able to just do it from where I'm from, you know, like it's just, it just meant more to me because I'm from here. Yeah. And especially after, after your year at Ohio state with, you know, and, and I'm sure COVID added to all of it, right. You're playing in front of no fans. You can't go out and see all your friends. You can't go home for a weekend. Like how much do you appreciate that? Hey, after a game, I go out to dinner with my family. Then if I want to run home on Sunday, maybe I got a couple hours I can run home on. Sunday. Yeah. Like anything I go on, like if I want to go back to San Louis, Easy drive, I could make it right back, come back. Like anything that happens, I could easily hit the highway. It's one highway, shoot to St. Louis. Like it's just real convenient for me and mine. So that's what uh, really had made settle the decision for me. So I, I mean, it's it's kind of weird because you were, I guess you were technically still a freshman last year, right? And, and mm-hmm. it, you could theoretically still have another three years in college, but you probably feel like you've been in college for a long time. How much? How much did that 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 year at Ohio State and then the process and coming back home just kind of change your whole outlook and, and perspective on not just football, but but just on everything you've been through the last couple of years? Um, it just made it feel like like see, at first I would be I was kind of upset about that year, but I just looked at it as like I didn't play my senior year. It was I just looked at it as like a year of just getting back to football, like, even though I wasn't planning the games, like, eventually, that, that strength coach I was talking to at Ohio State before I entered the portal, he would just tell me, like, just use these practices to get better at your craft, like, get better for yourself or whatever, you know, like, every rep I get in practice, make sure I'm going hard just to build myself up for when I got the opportunity to take off for myself, you know, so I'm always ready. It ain't like I've just been sitting back not doing X, Y, and Z. Then I got to readjust once I get to my new school. So um, just having that year off or that year of not playing, it was it was just like a learning experience. You know, I learned a lot of Ohio State, like I said before. And um, yeah, it just it just really helped shape me a lot. It helped build kind of some foundations that I have for myself as an athlete and as a person from being there. And, um, it just kind of had every let everything take off from there. All right, so you know the transfer portal is like this big hot button topic in college football, right? And it's funny because the fans of and it's not any one team, but fans of any team 
they're real mad when the guys from their team transfer away, but they're cool with guys transferring in, right? So I, I'm just curious, as a guy who's who's been through this and now you had the chance to to transfer and not have to sit out a year and and all that, what would you what would your message to fans be that that like think this is a bad thing or think it's guys giving up on a on a team or a situation? What what, what would you say to them to maybe kind of try to make them see your side of it? Man, I would tell them, look at it like it's if, if it was yourself. Like, put yourself in a position where you got a job opportunity to get a raise and move somewhere else for your family or or stay where you at and keep struggling and barely making a providing for your family. Like, in this world, you just got to do what you got to do. It's, it, it's never nothing personal. Like, a lot of the fans, we don't even know you as fans. So, like, we when we make the decision, we're not even thinking about you, one, Two, like, it's not trying to hurt your feelings or, like, make you feel some type of way. Like, this is solely off of that athlete, that player, and what he feels is best for him. So, like, when fans just get to talking crazy to players or comment, like, it's just wild because, like, you're going to cheer for somebody else anyway. Like, you're just going to keep cheering, like, let me live my life and choose what I feel is best for you. And you just choose what's best for you, like, you know. And And, and the other thing is, I mean, you know, like your receivers coach at Ohio state very easily could have taken another job. Like if he yes. gets a job as an offensive coordinator and gets a million dollar raise, he's probably leaving. So, I, and I like the, I don't know what you think about it. I like the one-time rule. Like now that you're at Missouri, you've already transferred. Hey, if you decide you want to transfer again, then you are going to have to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. So it's not this unlimited thing, but it does give everybody a chance to either maybe fix a mistake they made or just better their own situation. Or if something changes around them and, and I don't think there's much downside to it. Yeah. Fact. I agree. Like that, that one transfer rule, I think that it is good. Uh, you shouldn't just be able to just keep bouncing around or whatever, but what you said about the coaching is, is so true. Like a coach can leave in a split second mm-hmm. and like, we would have no control over it and everything could be good for them. They doing what's best for their family because they got a wife and kids, but we doing what's best for our, even though we don't have that, we still doing the best for us and our family, you know? So like, they just got to look at it from our perspective and try to step in our shoes if they could. And, and players, like you said, you've still got a lot of good friends at, at, from Ohio State, and I'm sure some of the guys maybe that have transferred away from Mizzou here in the last 12 months, you're, you're still close with them. I mean, it's nothing personal between players. No, I still talk to some guys. We check in probably like once every week or a couple of weeks, you know, but it's just like everybody knows you just got to do what you got to do in this world, like for you. So at the end of the day, you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Absolutely. So uh, appreciate all the insight into that, Mookie. And I told you next week, we're going to, we're going to open it up for a minute. We're going to take some <laughs> questions for fans for you. So, uh, so it, it could get a little interesting there, but, but I'll be the, uh, I'll kind of sift through some of those questions. <laughs> Bet. All right, cool. That's cool. <laughs> All right. So that is Mookie Cooper uh, once again joining us. And uh, it, it, as he has every week, just just very open and honest and giving you guys a, an, an insight and a view that, that you don't get from these players a lot of, a lot of times. And um, I, I hope this doesn't come off uh, ending this as, as preachy or anything. But I, I do think maybe the most important thing that hopefully – a lot of people get out of this out of out of any of these 10 episodes we're going to do is you know I think a lot of times because these kids are are recruited and we know who they are when they're sophomores in high school 
and they're fast and they play a game that a lot of us either played maybe not at that level or or wanted to play but but just couldn't I think we we put them on this pedestal and sometimes we forget they're just I mean like Mookie said he was a 17 year old kid when he moved to Columbus Ohio and um you know the 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 bit in there about him being open and saying he saw a counselor still does and um talks to people at Mizzou I I think that's a a big thing because like I said 15 years ago college athletes pro athletes they couldn't say that and now they can I I think that's and and I think it's great that he's willing to share that part of him with you guys and and with everybody watching because uh, you know the the old saying hey it's okay not to be okay and even these guys that we think everything's great and they're playing this game, and they're getting college paid for, and it's all perfect. Sometimes it's not. And, uh, you know, I appreciate Mookie just, just giving you guys a look into that window. And, and, and sometimes, hey, maybe we think about those kids who, who aren't playing as much as they want to. And, yeah, we want them to, to play better and produce more and all that. Well, nobody wants it more th- than they do. And, and it's rough on them, too, when that's not going well. So appreciate everything that, that he had to say, specifically on that topic. Everything else, too, I, I thought it was a really good episode and hope you guys enjoyed it. But, um, but that specific message, I, I think, is something that, that hopefully resonates with a lot of people and, and maybe will stick with people when, when they're watching games, when you're watching games uh, this fall and things like that. So appreciate Mookie for – for doing that we're almost halfway through this uh this 10 week deal as i said next week we're going to take your questions we've started a thread on power mizzou already got about 30 responses something like that i think we'll have a lot more by the time uh, by the time we record with mookie so uh, if you have a question that that you want to ask a player that that maybe you don't think you'd normally have a chance to get answered jump on that thread on power mizzou and uh that is for subscribers only obviously you can watch this if you don't subscribe we hope you all do um but for subscribers only to ask mookie a question during next week's show that'll air next tuesday and as always making this thing possible for us is the bruning law firm in st louis bruning law firm a personal injury firm they're going to treat you like their own family and they know about family because it's a firm that was started by a father and his two sons they're mizzou alums they're powermizzou.com subscribers and supporters they are big fans of all things tigers who are very excited to work with mookie and they would also be very excited to work with you if uh if the need comes up obviously I think I can speak for them. We hope you don't get hurt. We hope you don't need their services, but it's a fact of life. Sometimes things happen, and if you have been in an accident, if you find yourself in a situation where you think you deserve a little bit of compensation for some of the things you've gone through, the Burning Law Firm is where you want to turn. You can call them at 312-736-7643, or you can go to bruninglegal.com. Again, 312-736-7643 or bruninglegal.com. Those are your resources to get in touch with the team at Bruning Legal, a personal injury firm that is going to take the best care of you that they possibly can. They've certainly been good partners of ours and appreciate their contributions and uh, their willingness to be a part of this and, and make this show happen with Mookie this spring. So, Thanks to uh, everybody there. Thanks again to Mookie Cooper. Thanks to all you guys for watching or listening. Um, Hit the like and subscribe button if you watched on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, leave us some nice reviews, comments. Share this with your friends. Let everybody know what we're doing here. And 
hey, you know, it's February. Uh, spring football's starting up. Everybody's getting back in football mood a little bit. So binge the episodes, catch up with everything Mookie's had to say, and stick with us through the rest of the shows. We'll talk to you next week.